previously on Just Cow in the City. I went to the Carl Lagerfeld exhibit at the Met. Everybody sucks. There's too many people. Now, if you want me to do an American accent, I can do it. I remember what it's like to be 22. You're an idiot. Evan's wife was just like, he's not that funny. What's happening? Oh, you work today? No. Yeah, well, shut up. You got to be fucking kidding me that I just went all the way out to Brooklyn to meet some kid who knows nothing about comedy who's never going to make it in comedy. David Juskow has a podcast And the summer will be a blast Can't believe he's 70 Cause he acts like he's 23 He's a mess and sometimes giddy But he'll always be Juskow in the city Tell us more, tell us more Is that what you want? Tell us more, tell us more. Should I move to Vermont? No summer night. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Just Get Out the City, July 18th edition. If you're hearing this, then everything went unbelievably well at Uncle Vinny's on Saturday. Obviously, if you weren't hearing this, I didn't put it out. Something tragic happened. I mean, like, really tragic. That would be... Uh, I mean, there's getting booed off stage, and then there's getting booed off stage. You know what I'm talking about. But lovely to see everybody on this exciting summer-filled edition of Just Get Out of the City. Still, uh, wait. Uh, let's go to the Bridget Jones tape. Wait. Uh, frightening 200 pounds. Uh, no boyfriends. Uh, no... Uh, uh, Hagen Doss. What, what is the thing? I don't know what it is. Five weeks later. Weight 4,000 pounds. I'm enjoying a relationship with two men simultaneously. The first called Ben, the other, Jerry. Number of current boyfriends, zero. All I know is my weight is horrible, and I only know this. I don't know if it's 200. I think I cut it down to at least 197, 198. But I've noticed the two pants I haven't worn since last summer. I'm having trouble <laughs> fitting into them, and that's why I know something is not good. Let alone the summer is not my specialty for wardrobe. It's been a major problem trying to work it out the uh, that damn lunch and breakfast they have at the office. Do you know on Tuesday, not only was it Cinnamon Bun Day, you got to be kidding me, uh, for breakfast... But then it was chicken parm day for lunch. Come on, man. I'm doing the best I can. And when I say I'm doing the best, I'm not doing anything to try and be thinner except the long walk on Monday. Anyway, let's just start from the beginning. Now, interestingly, I really, I, I don't think I took any photos this week. So isn't it perfect that there would normally be no bonus show. I would say there's no bonus show this week. I have nothing to show. But we have so much stuff from the last two weeks. So it's good. And this is the reason why we're just, you know, showing, I mean, 20 pictures uh, or 15 to 20 pictures each week, but why we're keeping it together where it's like it's not important to show everything all at once, even though it kind of is because it coincides with the podcast, but this is why. So there's plenty of bonus show to go around. I definitely would just say, listen, no bonus show this week. I don't have any photos. I, I don't, it's, it's my own fault. I think I could, well, oh yeah, right, right. I do have photos, this, right, from Bet's party, but I already... That's right. They weren't on my phone. They were giving me somebody. Okay, so, but still, don't worry. 
We're just going to get to everything. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. The bonus show is totally worth it. You know, you obviously have to listen to the podcast. You really don't even have to. I mean, you know, it's just like a, well, it's better if you do, like I say, companion piece-wise. But otherwise, it sure is fun looking at the photos and listening to the podcast. Then you can see the action, see it, and believe it. See it to believe it. How about that? I am, I, 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 I've been trying to, I'm like, all right, I got to record today. I got to record. Well, I didn't have to record today. I could have done it tomorrow too, but I am doing Uncle Vinny's opening for Rachel. Uh, well, again, when you hear this, I'll have already have done it. And I am nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous about it. I'm just going through the act and stuff. And I just want to make sure I got it and want to make sure everybody's going. Cause it seems, you know, like my sister and Chris Donahue and hopefully maybe Elliot told me he might go and. Cousin Frankie's going, maybe Cousin Joey, and uh, you know, all the people going on Uncle Vinny's is going to be unbelievable. Bobby Jake's is going to, Bobby J, and, and Double J, Triple J is going to be there. Bobby C, everyone's coming from Saturday Night Fever is going to be there, right? Tony and uh, Double J, come on. I can't think of the other, it, it's Double J and Bobby C. Remember, because I always want to call the Rachel B. Because uh, I need a nickname for somebody just like they have in Saturday Night Fever. I mean, that's the most important thing, to come up with a really good name that sounds funny when you're doing the accent. Listen, uh, this is Bobby C, Double J. That's why Rachel B is the only one that made sense. Rachel Brennan, which is her married name. What an idiot, I'll tell you something. If my name was Rachel Feinstein or Dave Feinstein and I got married to Pete Brennan, I'd call myself David Brennan right away. Wouldn't even be a, a question. Just like my sister did. I'm getting rid of that just gal immediately. Just like Aunt Judy did. Fuck this. I'm naming myself Blitzer after the guy that owns the Devils. Screw just gal. Those people want that out right away. And quite frankly, the only time it's come up for me is I was dating a girl named Maureen Brooks. In the age, she goes, listen, I just want you to know, I'm not changing my name. If we get married, I'm like, I really couldn't care less. And she goes, you don't mind? I'm like, why would I care? And guys that do, there's a problem with them. I couldn't care less. You can keep your name. I It makes no, I don't, I mean, it, is it exciting when a girl takes your name? Yes, but I would never make anybody take it. They don't want to take it. Just don't take it. My sister couldn't wait to take it, a, a, a different name. I don't know why. I don't know what she hates about Just Gow so much. I mean, everybody loves it. Am I right? I mean, you guys love it, right? Just Gow in the city. It's great to be a Just Gow. It's awesome. That's why I think I might need to, um, you know, get some kids because I think now I'm thinking about it, I got to keep that name going. Or is it better if it just dies out with me? Perhaps that's best. And right now, that's what's happening. Not to bring anybody down, but actually the only person I'm bringing down is myself. But I feel fine about that and I've already come to terms with that. And what are you going to do, right? Am I right? There's still time. There's still time. I'm a man. And when I say a man, I'm doing the air quotes. You know, I just need some Steve Martin money, and then I can have a kid at 70, 80. What's the difference? A little Tony Randall, I can, apparently you've been gay and can have kids, too. So it's really no issue, I guess, right? Anyway, I'm serious about these summer wardrobes. You see what I'm wearing? Right, right, what I'm wearing right now is what I wore to my sister's party. I, I can't even. I got it in Ireland. I'll show you. You'll see it in a couple weeks on the bonus show. I got this shirt in Ireland. I probably told you about it last year. It's an extra, extra large. Well, apparently in Ireland, everybody must be a thimble because, again, when we were at that theater, remember me and Jeff? Like, you could barely even sit in those chairs. They, when they built Ireland, they were even though McDonald's is Irish, or as uh, they call it in time after time, Scottish, 
apparently they didn't see those uh, food chains coming and they decided, no, no, everybody will still be thin in the 2000s. So it's an extra, extra large shirt. Can't even button it. So I wear a shirt underneath. And my brother-in-law just kept saying, why are you wearing layers? It's 90 degrees. It's 90 degrees. Have mercy, John, please. It's hot as hell in Philadelphia. Someone ought to open up a window. I play that every week now when it's hot. From 1776. Go to all the way back to 1972. So, yeah, that's uh, this. So, anyway, Uncle Vinny's this way. Right. It doesn't matter. But July 31st, the comedy song, a little nervous about that, too. Because I just, I'm just, I know I set it up with the owner and everything. I just making sure he wrote it down. You know what I mean? So, I'm already asking people to do it. And, you know, I just want to make sure I'm not going to look like a fool, like, oh, no one forgot about it and it didn't work. But right now, July 31st, the Comedy Cellar, Uncle Vinny's is all working out, doing lots of comedy. He could be back in uh, Rutherford, New Jersey in August and September. It's going to be beautiful. When we start classes in the fall again, we're going to do lots of comedy. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. Everything's going to, we're going to do it all. We're going to do it all. We're going to work. We're going to do comedy. And that's the other thing, too. You know, it's like Rachel's like, hey, it's going to be fun. Uh, my brother got a house right near the club. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, we're all going to hang out. And, you know, we want you to come down and hang out. And I, I didn't tell her I have to work. I, I feel bad. Like, she's like, yeah, we'll hang out in the daytime. And I'm like, right, right. Huh? But I figure, you know, yeah, all right, I got to work 8 to 4. But by the time I get down there at 5 o'clock and the sun's still out, it'll probably be better for me because it won't be so beachy. And so, like, missing the beach, if I have to do a show the next night, that sounds good for me because otherwise I would totally need a nap in between, I think. I don't know. It sounds like... For instance, if I start the podcast telling you what I did on Friday, which was just go to my sister's house who was having her annual summertime outdoor party. Well, I will tell you this, and I left this with you last week on last Thursday when we went to the museum and stuff. The summer heat isn't working for me anymore. I don't think it ever bothered me as much as it has been now. The humidity is just killing me. I don't drink enough water. Maybe being older is an issue. I don't drink enough water as an older man. I don't drink enough water to be in humidity. I'm trying to drink more water, but it's difficult because I hate water. As you know, I put a liquid enhancer in it, and Marcy was kind enough to send me one. But I have this one that I like, and it's pretty good. But yeah, I have to use a liquid enhancer to get the water down because I'm a child. A fucking child. I have to, I have to sweeten my water so I can get it down like a like a baby. But whatever it takes, I have to do. And the problem is, you know, then if I you know, like, oh, I got to drink a lot of water when I'm going to my sister. I'm like, all right, that's a long drive. What if I have to go to the bathroom? I mean, I'm usually pretty good. I'm not. That's the one thing that hasn't bothered me when I'm older. Like I have to keep going to the bathroom or anything, so I'm good with that, I guess. But Still, if you drink that much water, no matter how old you are, you're going to have to go. And by the time you get to the parking garage, and then by the time you get to Jersey and stuff, you're like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have had that last cup of water or coffee or whatever the fuck it is. I was very uptight because I knew I was going to be drinking, and I knew it was outdoors, and there was just no way to be cool. And I don't know why she she was supposed to have that party in June, and it would have been much nicer. Last year was much more pleasant. This year was very, very humid. But... I went out there and I was packing because, you know, I had a show on Saturday and I had to work from my sister's house. So I started with my knapsack of two computers. I have my regular work computer and then I have my 
regular computer that I can edit on. Then I need clothes for the next day, and I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to shower there. Then I have to bring toiletries because I'm probably going to shower. And, you know, all of a sudden, I'm like a girl. I I can't. I filled two backpacks, and I'm like, I I think I have to bring a suitcase. I have to bring a goddamn suitcase. Then I have all these wires and stuff and, uh, I don't know, some sleeping stuff. So I had to bring a suitcase. I just switch everything over. I was going to carry two backpacks, and then I'm like, it's it's just not big enough. It's not working. So I had to get a suitcase. Like, I was going to the airport, and I packed everything up. And, I mean, I just made it. I mean, it was packed with stuff. Especially, you know, when you're bringing all those toiletries and stuff. That's always, like, the last thing you're like, oh, what a pain in the ass. I got to squeeze all this in, a toothbrush, a hairbrush, toothpaste. I mean, you say, wouldn't your sister have that? I'm like, yeah, you'd think. So I should be good with that, but who knows? You know how people have weird toothpaste at their house that you're not used to and it bothers you? But it's that kind of stuff. You know, are they going to have Listerine that I like there or whatever? So eh, it's one of those things I'm just packing. I don't know what I'm going to wear. Well, I'll bring pants. I'll bring shorts. I, I I don't know. Should I bring this shirt? Should I bring a dress shirt? I had to bring my, because uh, uh, I am a girl, I had to bring my steam cleaner <laughs> because I'm like, everything's going to get wrinkled. And I used it all. That was the thing. This is the first time I actually packed everything and used everything. So I had to drag the suitcase with me to the parking garage on Friday, hot as hell in Philadelphia. So I had a headache leaving the house. And I don't know why. I went out, I guess, during the day, and I just got a headache. I didn't drink enough water. It's all dehydration. So I had a headache going there, like a small one. I'm like, well, it'll go away, I guess. Did I get coffee? I can't remember if I got some coffee. I feel like I didn't. but Because I, I thought that would make my headache go away, but I don't think I did. And I got to my sister's house. It was so hot. And I go outside, and I go to Liza. Liza's there with her new boyfriend, by the way. That was hilarious. Everybody was going to pick on her new boyfriend, but my middle sister's middle kid, Liza, who's the best, came from Boston for the party, and she's got this new boyfriend, Zach, he's fantastic. Everybody loved him. And this guy, he was, first of all, he was gorgeous. (laughs) He just has really beautiful eyes, so you kind of get lost in them. Uh, But no, he was perfect for her. He was a true gentleman, very friendly, uh, apparently came early and helped Matt set up the party when Liza did nothing. He did everything to make his, who knows, possible in-laws like him the first day and he really was nothing but nice i don't think he was hiding anything i think liza might have hit hit it just right she had broken up with him for a while and then she got back together just the way her mother did to her husband many all those many years ago so that was hilarious that uh, everybody said remember at the cars when we went to the car show last week that girl um, Karen said, uh, oh, I've got stuff planned. I'm going to talk. Everybody's going to abuse Liza's new boyfriend. We're all going to pick on him because none of the Caspers have ever had boyfriends before. So he was going to get it. But then everybody realized he was nice. It was kind of like what happened to me when I bought Ashley, if you remember so long ago, again, to my nephew's bat mitzvah. Uh, so if he's going to be 21 in September, he was 13. So I guess about seven years ago, I bought Ashley, who was... 22 at the time 
and everybody was planning on giving, oh, David's bringing this girl, she's 22, 23, and everybody was planning to give me shit, and then they met her, and they're like, damn it, this is no fun, she's fantastic, and I'm like, I told you, I am not, this is why I'm not married, I am not going to bring somebody who's going to fuck it up, because I've already done that, I've already bought girls that'll fuck up a good time, Jesus Christ, you know, Chris Donahue and his wife are coming to the show tomorrow, I can't wait, I'm so excited about it, and I bought this horrible girl to the, this, their wedding. I mean, she's dead now, so it doesn't matter. We can totally talk about her, uh, as most of my old girlfriends are. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, she was the right choice in a sense because she was my girlfriend. But it's one of those things now I would say, when I'm going down that list, because you know I talk about this all the time. Who can I bring to Life of Pi, right? I'm going down the list. So now when I go down that list... Margaret would not be on that list to bring to a friend's wedding. Uh, maybe as I thought that was hilarious at the time, even though, I mean, she was this, you know, was in a horrible relationship at the time, it, it might have been considered rude uh, at the time. I mean, they have always, thank God, found it funny. But maybe it, these are the kind of things I know now that would be considered a little rude as you get older, and that's why you want to make the right choice. Now, for Life of Pi, who gives a shit? That's only me that's affected. But when we were talking about last year, when I was doing the talk back exactly a year ago for Sarah's show, trying to figure out who's, who can I invite, who's not going to embarrass me, who's not going to embarrass me in front of Sarah, who's not going to embarrass me in front of the cast, these are the things I talk about or I think about now that I might not have before. So anyway... The point is that this kid uh, was terrific. And I get there and I go to Liza and I say, do you think I'm going to stop drinking my head? Start drinking my head? will go away. She goes, yeah. And I go in and they have these uh, three caterers. My sister has the whole thing. Cave's got a big tent, big, big tent. Maybe a couple of fans. I don't know if there were fans or not, or it's just hotter under the tent or cool. It was hotter under the tent. Yeah. Lots of food, like, you know, Chick-fil-A, coconut shrimp. It was very good. I always want to eat a lot there, but I never get the opportunity. I always try and eat afterwards. And I just like to really just stuff it in. And it's really great and lots to drink. And they always have Casper Kool-Aid, whatever that is this year. I don't know what it was, but I had three of them. They're usually sugary, but they're some sort of vodka and something else drink. And I drank those and my headache went away, which was crazy. It did work for a period of time. And again, that party... You know, if I never went back, I'd be okay with that. I don't really want to talk to any of those people again, or at least in that capacity. I feel like a major, I don't feel like a loser, but if I think about it, I feel like a loser because, you know, especially what I was wearing, I just absolutely look like Uncle Somebody when I'm wearing everything. You know, if, when Liza puts, oh, that's my Uncle David. Like, oh, he looks like somebody's uncle. I mean, that's what I look like in the pictures wearing this ridiculous outfit. Anyway, you know, besides, I love talking to Liza and, and her boyfriend and Dory. Oh, my God. Dory looked amazing. Dory came out. I, I asked her if she wanted a ride from Brooklyn. And she goes, no, I want to get there early. And then I got there before her. And, you know, now she's uh, living in Brooklyn, working in Brooklyn. And, uh, boy, she looked really terrific. As she was wearing this little blue dress, you'll be able to see it. We're all happy. You know, now, as my mother would say, now she could probably get a boyfriend. <laughs> but she was fun. She was drinking Dory. And that's a fun Dory. And, you know, she, for a long time, she was just a big party pooper. And now she's a lot of fun. So much fun. I think she was the last one to go to bed. But what happened for me, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you more of the stuff later. I ended up getting a splitting headache. 
at the end, I got a splitting headache. The weather just wasn't cutting it for me. Obviously, drinking wasn't helping. I was not hydrating. And towards the end, when everybody was breaking up and they ended up going to the fire pit or whatever area it was, I was done. I was like, I got to stay in the house. I got to lie down. And I just got kind of sat in the chair, drank a Gatorade and watched TV. And my head was pounding, absolutely pounding. And these two guys, um, what's his name? Jared and Punkage, the guy's name, come in screaming. Oh, God damn it! Like that, not, they, they know I have a headache, but they weren't doing it on purpose. They're just loud. And I was like, sorry, you guys. And I felt bad. I was like, sorry, everybody. Sorry. I, I, I was being a party pooper. But I, I was out. The humidity had gotten to me. It was over. I just don't hydrate enough, and I didn't hydrate enough during the day. I think really I need to drink uh, like a gallon of water before I was to do something like that. I'm nervous about tomorrow, and we're basically be indoors, but I'm just a little worried. I just don't drink enough water, and obviously that's an easy problem to rectify, one would think, but I get nervous. Then I think about the humidity, and I start to panic. But yeah, I, oh, splitting headache. Splitting headache, and everybody was just like, I was kind of falling asleep and not, and everybody would come in, and I'd try and, you know how you do, like, you don't want to be a party pooper, so when people came by, I was like, hey, sorry. Like, I tried to wake up, you know, like, how you you kind of want to sleep, but then you were like, oh, I don't want to be a party pooper. So, but everybody, like, my sister understood and everything. They were just, I mean, she told me later, like, everybody was just upset. Not, they were they wanted you to be there. And I'm like, well, that's very, very kind, but. Obviously, I couldn't. I mean, I said, Beth, you know me. I normally I I can handle it, but that something was wrong. You know, it's a splitting headache. And finally, uh, and I remember being half asleep and half up, right? Just having the TV on. I think the nanny was on, which again, one would think that voice, uh, Fran Drescher, would be uh, enough to give you another headache. But I couldn't have the TV off either because something like just the, the the plane noise was making my headache worse. And I had it very low. Then I passed out for a little bit, but then I remember waking up and seeing people in and out, and they all got out the food again that I wanted to eat, and they were eating. I'm like, God, I really want to eat that, but I can't. And then I just remember Dory sitting by herself there, and she was, I guess she was drunk. She just didn't want to go to bed, and she was just sitting on a chair. That's all I can remember in my mind, but completely happy, I think, and then she finally went to bed. Like I think she would have hung out with me the whole night, because usually I'm up until like three or four in the morning at these parties, but I couldn't take it this time. So I fell asleep until about four o'clock and then I woke up and I'm like, oh God, I feel 10 times better. My headache was pretty much gone. It was a miracle between the Gatorade and a little bit of water and I felt really better and I felt so much better that I went and I got the Chick-fil-A chicken that was in the refrigerator and heated some up and ate some because I couldn't, I was dying that I wasn't able to eat it. It was driving me crazy. Now, meanwhile... I'm there with that girl, Mara, who, if you remember, her and her husband or whoever he is, boyfriend, came to the Sarah Silverman show and I got them backstage and, you know, they were they're a little weird and they were there with their daughter who um, is cool, uh, but has a, had a friend with her that I guess I, I, I know her mom or something. I don't know. Whatever she was, I found out she had like two babies and one was like eight or something and i go the story was i was so angry because i'm like wait i don't understand how can you have or maybe the the kid was really old i'm like what what was the guy that you were with because she because she's young 
And I'm like, how could you already have a 17 year? Would you have it when you were, you know, 12? And she's like, no, I had it when I was 17. I'm like, oh, was the guy uh, black or Dominican? She goes, yeah, he was Dominican. I'm like, ah, because they love having, they're very fertile, very fertile. So that's the thing. So then he's like, yeah, he's kind of a shit dad. And I'm like, oh, and then he just took off. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's too bad. But you just told me you have like an eight month at home or something like that. And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, well, why, why, where's that daddy? He goes, oh, it's the same guy. You, you tell me seven years later, you had another kid with this. You gave him another chance. You had another kid with the guy and he took off again. Well, you must be the stupidest person ever. I mean, I, I, I think I went into dad mode and I was just like, that kind of shit just it was, drives me nuts. Get scammed by the same guy twice. And what a douchebag this guy is. He just takes off after the second one. I mean, you can always make a case for the first one, like, look, I wasn't a dad. I didn't know what I was doing. Maybe she made a mistake. Like, I want to have the kid. All that stuff. But then you, you fall for it again seven years later. Oh, my God. I was so angry about that. I couldn't stop talking about it. I just, it just drove me nuts. I know there are circumstances where you're, you're, the first one's going to be a problem, and what are you going to do? These things happen. But to make it happen again, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm angry about it. Angry about it. You know, I... Get upset when these girls are in these relationships that just suck. It shouldn't bother me. It just does. You hear about these girls, you know, I guess because I can't find a girlfriend. And and then I'm like, well, this is probably why, because look who they're dating or whatever they're doing. Anyway, this girl, Mara, right? I'm talking to her and she's eating the shrimp, the coconut shrimp. And she's just throwing it on the grass. And there's a garbage can right there. And she's taking the end tail and just throwing it on the grass. Now, at first, I thought she was doing it as a joke, which I still didn't find funny because it's my sister's yard. I'm like, well, who is that? What do you hate, Beth? I mean, why, why would you do that? But then she just kept doing it. And she would take a napkin and just throw it on the ground. And I'm like, huh, what did, I don't understand. What, where, where's the comedy in this? I mean, I understand if she hated Beth, <laughs> like I, I could make a case for that, but I'm like, you're disgusting. There's a garbage right here. And it's funny because I'm so good about that. I'll take my napkin and shove it in my pocket until I can find a garbage. I really try not to throw away a shrimp entail. Sometimes what are you going to do? You drop stuff. But she was just chucking it like it was a joke which I didn't find funny at all. And let me tell you, her kid, who lives uh, kind of by Rutgers, I've known her, you know, I guess since she was in high school or something, now she's like 30. She's a fucking moron too. I'm just telling you this, I'm going to tell you this, because my sister works at this place, as you know, where I got my eyeglasses, and this girl who's very pretty, and she just broke up with a guy that, you know, she was going through some trouble, this this is going to drive you nuts too, maybe. Or maybe not, because it's kind of funny. And so her parents are like saying, like, oh, we're, we're going to let her. She's in the uh, room, and she's kind of talking up this guy. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, we're just going to let her go. We were going to go, but we're going to let her have a moment with this guy. And I'm like, who's the guy? And I don't remember the guy's name. Let's just say it was Joe. And I'm like, what do you mean she's talking him up? Like, I think she likes I think there's something there. We're going to let it happen. I'm like. And then I see who the guy is, and I'm like, are you guys, are you guys like insane? I, I didn't say that to him, but I'm thinking it in my head. And then, of course, my sister and I and Liza, and we all talked about it later because we're like, 
These parents are the stupidest people I've ever seen in my... I mean, you, you have no gaydar? I mean, this guy is so gay. You know what I'm saying? It's like how you, you and your daughter, you can't tell? Your husband can't tell this guy's gay? You're trying to set up your daughter? I mean, this guy's flamingly gay. He's not putting on a show and pretending he's not. Isn't it funny when people don't realize it's like the Dear Evan Hansen thing all over again when they bring in that guy who can't not act not gay? I'm like, I'm, sweetie, I love you. Don't you realize I'm in love with you? Remember, I'm looking around at the audience. I'm like, what the fuck is the matter with you people? This is one of the worst acting jobs I've ever seen in my life. How can you not tell this guy is gay? He's so gay. I think he was there with his husband. Oh, she's talking him up. You know, I mean, she's just got a breakup, so we're going to let her. You know, and, and, and believe me, it wasn't like they, they didn't think. They thought this was a match. I, it's almost like I got to talk to this girl and be like, sweetie, I don't know what your story is. I don't know how you don't have no gaydar whatsoever. I'm talking about there's gaydar and there's gaydar, right? But when somebody's going like, oh, honey, you have to get back out there. I mean, <laughs> are you kidding? What the fuck? <laughs> I know there's people can get duped all the time. And you get confused. But this was obvious to everyone else in the party except these three people. You got to be. And, of course, the girl who has the kid with the, the guy who left her twice now. Those four idiots couldn't tell that this guy was gay. And again, you know, who gives a shit? Nobody cares. I'm just saying if you're trying to match up your daughter like a matchmaker, you guys are just as stupid as she is. Come on. Even if she came back, the girl who was hitting on the guy and said, oh, I'm going to try and turn him. You can make a case for that, but no, she had no idea. She's like, yeah, I think I, I think I did really well. He gave me his number. Oh, my God. You're a fucking idiot, and I think she's trying to be a doctor. You know, there are people in this world, like we've said, what do you call the guy that graduates lowest in medical school? Doctor. There are people in this world that are very book smart. That's not me. They are just fucking stupid in every other aspect. I mean, you know, Dory's almost like that. I mean, she's really smart, but she can't get it together. I mean, she's a delight and fun, I think. You got to get to know her. But in the rest of her life, she's kind of, you know, there's no sense of direction. She doesn't know what day it is. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like doesn't remember. And I guess that's the thing. This girl's like, I don't know, marine biologist by day. And at night, she's a fucking moron. <laughs> and I guess I'm fascinated by it because... I always say I'd like to be smarter, but then I'm like, I don't know now. Maybe it's better. What would I rather do? Like uh, be a lawyer and be book smart and be a doctor or have gaydar? <laughs> oh, my God. Fellas, we got to get out of here. There's a girl hitting on me. It's not going to end well. I just thought that was very hilarious. It makes me pretty happy. Anyway, there's the, the guy that I was saying, these caterers, they were the ugliest people I've ever seen in my life. I know that sounds horrible, but this guy, was look, he looked like Igor. You know, he, I think he actually had a hunchback, and he was serving, well, what can I get you? You want the Casper Kool-Aid? I think he, that's the way he talked in my mind. I feel like he did talk like that. They were very nice, but um, it was creepy as hell. And the reason I bring it up is because 
the last couple times my sisters had a party, it was like the hottest girl I'd ever seen bartending. In fact, I think my sister works for her now. This girl, Samantha, she was so pretty. And, and then it was these guys. I don't know what their story is. Yipes. And then, of course, they always put the food away when we want to eat afterwards. But I guess that is their job and whatever. I think everybody had a good time. But really, I don't feel like talking to any of these people anymore. I'm just not interested or at least outdoors or ever. I don't want to talk to people in the suburbs like that anymore. My sisters, neighbors or whatever. I mean, some of them are cool. But I just think if my sister didn't care, I probably wouldn't go to that party anymore. It's not, I mean, sometimes it's nice to do those things, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not just, a, meanwhile, this guy, uh, I, I don't want to say his name. You know, my cousin, my nephew is obviously having a, he's trying to meet a girl and now he's in this play and my sister told me it's like weird, like everybody's gay. And, and the odd thing is she feels he's in Spring Awakenings and they made him the gay character in the play. And he's got to kiss a boy, but he doesn't seem to care because things are different these days. And she thinks that the play just gave it to him because everyone else is gay. It'll be, it'll be funny if we give the straight guy the gay part, but he doesn't seem to care. Thank God. He says, she says all the girls are probably gay too, so he's still not... I don't know. Again, what's the point of a straight man being in musical theater if you can't date all the girls? Ask my friend Vincent. This ain't right. And I feel bad for him, right? Because he, all he wants is a relationship with a girl. He wants to date a girl. He wants to have a relationship. He doesn't want to just get laid. And that's why you know, I think he's pretty cool. And, and, and that's all he wants, right? Isn't that sweet? And so there's this guy you know, that you know, is a next-door neighbor of Beth's, and he's known him for years. And he's talking to me, and he's like, hey, man, I was talking to Billy. And I'm like, dude. Man, when I was your age, I was smacking that shit three times, four times a week, man. I was going out with everybody. I was getting that shit down, man. You know the way those guys talk that I fucking hate. Dude, you got to be fucking knocking that shit out of the park two, three times and jamming your shit in there. And I'm like, that's the way you talk to my nephew? I want to be like Al Pacino. You talk to my nephew that way? Did you talk to my nephew that way? What are you? Who the fuck are you to talk to my... That drives me nuts because whenever Billy and I talk about this, we have a very serious conversation. And I've told you that I don't have friends that talk that way. I don't like guys that talk like that. Meanwhile, here's the best part. That guy married his childhood sweetheart. Who the fuck is he? There's no way he was sleeping with three or four chicks a night. He's a fucking liar anyway, which most of those guys that talk that way are. And that's what I told Billy too. I, that was before I heard from this guy. I'm like, Billy, most of the guys that talk like that are usually lying or at least exaggerating. And if they say they had three or four, they probably had one girl they might have been having sex with, and it's probably not the way they say. Because you wouldn't be friends with somebody like that. And that's the thing. I'm like, yeah, this guy, is fucking, he marries childhood sweetheart. I mean, they're still together. Don't sit there and tell me you were like, oh, man, I was putting it in there three, four times a week, man. Different chicks every night. <sighs> what an asshole. This is why I don't want to go to that party anymore. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, he's a nice guy. I love his daughter to death. I, I like his wife a lot. His wife was driving me crazy, too. Was like, I was kidding about comedy. I'm like, no, I'm not good. I don't like doing comedy. She goes, but you should try. And I'm like, shut And I'm just lying. I just don't feel like talking about comedy. And she just keeps badgering me. But you should try harder. And I'm like, shut up. When I say I'm not good, it's kind of a gag itself. I mean, I'm not that great, but I don't, 
I'm just telling it like it is, and just shut the fuck up. This whole fa- your whole family stinks, except for your daughter, who's great, and she is. But yeah, I just, this poor Billy. I gotta, you know, I that's why I gotta talk to him some more. But I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know, you know, he's he's just not meeting these girls. You know, he's in musical theater. This should be, well, you don't want a girlfriend from there because those girls are crazy a little bit, but. I don't know. I just feel bad. I want him not. He wants a girlfriend. Isn't that nice? That's so nice. You just don't hear that a lot from guys his age. And that's why, you know, talking to this guy, what an asshole. That's the way I was telling uh, Zach, that's the way fathers used to talk to me when I would meet them if I was dating their daughter. They couldn't wait to get me alone and either tell me dirty jokes or how many girls they fucked before they were married. I couldn't believe, and I would always just be like, ha, ah, yeah, uh, cool, cool. You know, I mean, I, what do you say? And it's like, if they even see my comedy for a minute, it's like, they, they know damn well I don't talk like that. And I don't think I give off an appearance like I talk like that. Yeah, man, I put my dick in so much pussy. I mean, come on, what, for real? That's what I give off? No, it's like those. I think what used to happen is that the fathers were so excited that I did comedy or was in comedy where I think they just, I guess they always thought they were funny and that was a way to be funny. I just never found guys like that funny or charming or anything. You know, I, I think about it. I've talked about my roommate from college who used to be a, a chick magnet for sure. He didn't even talk like that. He, I mean, he would talk about girls, and he loved having sex, and he loved girls, but somehow he was still a gentleman about it, and he probably slept with more girls than you could possibly imagine. And he's just funny about it and polite somehow. I mean, we all know there's guys out there that do. We all know there's girls out there, but there's got to be a better way to explain it when you're talking about it to your friend. It's just doesn't seem like you have to do the crudeness but like i said i don't like to have friends like that that's not for me but it does bother me when you're giving my nephew that that rain i forgot i tried to call him the other day to tell him don't listen to that shit don't listen to that shit he's right but don't listen to it i mean you should be doing that but that's just not normal that's you know what i guess even if you're look like ashton kutcher back in the day you know the girls usually come to you then but uh, whatever, I got to talk to him. I got to talk him down. Poor kid. He's in this play that uh, apparently I don't have to go see because he's not in it a lot. So they told me I don't have to go. Phew. Thank goodness. But I would if I had to. Hey, Howard. There's your channel. Oh, thanks, Brad. Hi, Doc. What the? What's he doing in the ground there? What's happened? What's happened? Over a mirror in front of his mouth. Howard, he's dead. Oh, Jesus. I pay seven grand for a wedding. I'll never see it. Oh, watch your language, Mr. Dirty Mouth. Oh, thank oh. God he is still warm. Oh, good. Here, 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 Canine cologne. Oh, no more Yankee, my wanky. The donga need food. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, he's, he's three sheets to the wind. <laughs> he's drunk as a scum. Oh, why don't you shut up, Fred? Shut up, dude. Dong. Dong. Dong, Grandpa is talking to you. <laughs> Dong. 
where is my automobile? Automobile? Like <laughs> big leg. <laughs> Why, you little scuzzbag. Wow! Anyway, I woke up the next morning and I didn't have to work until 10. So I had a lot more time left, which was very nice, actually. A little two hours, a little extra was very nice. I was up by eight anyway. And then my sister and I went to get Dunkin' Donuts and bagels. And what I realized today, the reason why I was taking so, you don't know what time I'm taping, but right now it's actually getting dark outside. The reason why I was having so much time, trouble getting the podcast together is because I pretty much had diarrhea because I'm pretty sure bagels and cream cheese, cream cheese uh, seems to bring on diarrhea. That's what happened on Saturday. And that's what happened today as I was scouring the planet to try and get bagel with cream cheese. I don't know. I was in the mood. I don't usually eat bagels with cream cheese. And I called up this one place or I ordered it on Seamless and they called me like, yeah, we don't have any more cream cheese anymore. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to cancel the order. And I just went around the planet looking for it. Of course, I also put some sunny side up. I was asking for it today. But on Saturday, we got Dunkin' Donuts and bagels, bought them back, diarrhea all day. But that could have also been from the, you know, the, 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 the hydration and the drinking and the I was eating the Chick-fil-A in the middle, a lot of it and the all that other, the the Tostino's pizza rolls they put out. So it's all my fault. I was just hoping it would go away before I had to do my show on Saturday, right? So I wake up and I'm like kind of out of it, but I'm trying to put it together for work. I took my nap at one o'clock, which was probably helped everything. And then at six o'clock, I actually got all my stuff and I went upstairs and I took a shower. I don't think I've showered at Beth's for real. I can... I don't know, 15 years, because <laughs> I usually just go home. But I was like, I got a shower if I'm doing a show. I'll feel better. It'll be better for everybody involved. I don't know how much I was sweating yesterday, but I'm sure I was. As I was layered, as my brother-in-law kept telling me, why are you layered? I'm like, I don't have a choice. That probably had something to do with it, too. So then I, yeah, I showered. I felt so much better. And then I went up to the show. I mean, I felt really felt like a million bucks. And I'm like, all right, I got that done because I was, you know, I'm very nervous. Like, you know, tonight, like, so tomorrow, right? I'm going, I'm going to my mom's. Then I'm going to Uncle Vinny's. Then I'm going to Chris Donahue's house. They've been polite enough to let me stay there. Then I got to work there. And then I got to shower there. Then go back. And I'm a little nervous, you know, until I get till to Saturday, where then. You know, who cares what happens after that? I get I panic a little bit because I'm just, you know, it's not my routine. I'm not used to sleeping out. I'm always home. I never travel. You know me. So I was very happy it was Saturday and I was excited to go see the, to do the show. And I like now in that Rutherford and it was good seeing the guys that own the place again. And I had a good time and I had a good set and I was having a really fun night. And I was like I said, I was glad it was over. I was excited I was going to go home and work on Sunday. Isn't that crazy? It's not like most people would be like, oh, I can relax Sunday. But work is relaxing for me, I guess. So it doesn't bother me, even though I had to work 10 to midnight, the double shift on Sunday. But I couldn't care less. As long as I was home, I was just happy to not be doing anything, you know. Yeah, I did the shows, right? So I I, I finished the show and I'm uh, talking to Hatem. And, you know, I was like, whatever you want, you know, don't worry. I'm trying to not be so social because for some reason it's making him angry. I don't know why. And so then I saw this guy from two weeks ago who had that beer, 
that Kane Herman found had the beer and he had more beer. And even though it's a dry place, I'm like, he's like, do you want another beer? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I was talking to that guy and I was talking to the owner and him and his uh, fiance are getting, you know, they're getting married and greeted. And we were just talking. And then I guess Michael, the owner, wanted to go. And I'm just talking a mile a minute. And then Hot Tem comes up and like, hey, Dave, you know, you should go because I think it's going to rain. So you should probably get on the road. Now I realize he was just trying to get me out of there. He just hates when I'm talking and being sociable. It's really weird. It's like I'm doing a good job for the show, but he just can't stand that I'm friendly and like to talk to people. I, I, I don't know what it is. It's the weirdest thing. They did end up turning off the lights while I was talking, so I guess I met some new friends. What do you want me to tell you? They were half of the com and most of the comics and one audience member, and I was just like not. I, I just wanted to hang out. I it's a Saturday night. I I don't understand how I'm doing anything wrong. So then you know I walked everybody out and I went home, and I'm like this is I'm glad everything's over and it went well. And then, of course, I was thinking maybe I could just drive my car home and park it there. And I'm like, no, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just park in the garage and I'll drag my suitcase home. And I dragged it home and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop at Taco Bell. Oh, I hate myself. But it's like I couldn't stop at that sandwich shop because I had the, the suitcase. I couldn't get on a bike because I had the suitcase. It was on the way. Let's get one Mexican pizza, damn it. Oh, I certainly didn't need it. I guess I hadn't eaten for about 12 hours, so I guess it was all right. I don't know. I know I don't need it. It's more like just like something to do. I'm like, I'm in a really good mood. I'm still happy from the show. I'm glad the weekend's over, and that's how I celebrate with food. I got to get out of that. I got to find a new way to celebrate. I don't know what it is. Without drinking, without food, uh, I'll figure it out. <laughs> it's got to be something. I have to give myself a prize. Maybe uh, lottery tickets. I'll just uh, scratch a bunch of those off. That'll be my celebration. Oh, I don't know. But I was certainly in a good mood, even though I had to work the double shift on Sunday. And, you know, I was like, so happy to be home. I actually, like, cleaned my apartment a little. Like, it was it was weird. I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to keep everything clean. I always say, after the cleaning lady comes, I'm going to keep everything clean. I'm going to clean up this. Uh, you know, every day, everybody does this. I'm like, I totally got to clean out that pile of stuff. Well, I did it on Sunday. I don't know why. I just went for it. It was exciting. I uh, basically just threw out everything and put it in a garbage bag. It was fantastic. I'm going to try and just get stuff home. And then on Monday, when I went to work and I hadn't you know, had to wake up early again. I forgot how horrible it is. I went to work and I said, well, I'm going to walk home today, no matter what the weather, because I got to do a five-mile walk. And I had nothing to do Monday night. So I walked all the way home, five miles. I didn't carry a backpack or anything, but I was dressed in my dress shirt and pants, and I just walked it. Walked all five miles. And then I said, all right, now here's the issue. I eat. In the morning, I eat lunch. I don't have that much. I got to figure out the third meal because I don't want a third meal, but I know after walking and all this stuff, I'm going to want something at like 8 o'clock. I get home at 6. You know, something's going to happen, and then I'm either going to order something or I'm going to just eat frozen food, and that's going to be bad. So I'm like, well, let me just get cottage cheese. That seems like a good plan. And I'll get two cottage cheese because I'll, I'll just eat the whole thing of cottage cheese or at least until I get full which is never. 
And then I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop at the store because I actually want to stop at TJ Maxx and buy a box. I wanted to buy like a shoe box to put a bunch of this stuff that I found, like playbills and stuff and stuff like cards from people I want to keep. I'm like, I'll get a shoe box at TJ Maxx. I don't want to buy one online. I just I know they have them at TJ Maxx. Totally found one at TJ Maxx. And I'm like, you know what? I'll get a shirt too. And I hate this TJ Maxx, but what the fuck? I got a shirt. I tried it on. I still look fat in it. I can't. I know there's T-shirts that I can wear that fall a different way. So I look thinner. I just have to find them. And I thought this might be one, but it's not. It totally shows the belly. And I know because I have T-shirts that totally just, I don't know why, the shirts fall just the perfect way. They're not form-fitting, so I don't look as fat. And that's why I'm always so jealous about Jeff. He will wear those shirts where his belly just, he doesn't give a shit. But I try. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm just trying to cover it up, which is probably should be the other way around. And then I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go to this Trader Joe's that open that I never go to because it sucks and people there suck. And I guarantee there's something there at Trader Joe's that I can eat that's light and I can just kind of have standing up in the kitchen to get that over with and move on with my life. I'm going to give this goddamn place a try. Man, I walked in and I said I was ready. I knew it was going to be full of douchery and jerk-offs, and it is. It's so goddamn crowded in there. You can't think in there. You can't look at stuff. You can't take time with stuff. It's, it's so messed up. It's so popular. I don't know how this neighborhood ever existed without one It's so goddamn popular. So I walk in just looking for, well, let's see if they got cottage cheese. Well, I can't find that anywhere. And I go to this right-hand side, and I see that they have chicken that's like just ready to you put it in the microwave and it's ready to eat and i'm like well that sounds okay like roasted chicken or something so i got the, and i and i was carrying the shoe box because you know nobody gives out bags anymore so i just put it on top of the shoe box then i found some like um buffalo chicken dip and some crackers and i put that on top of the shoe box and i'm like you know what this is going to be okay i can eat these for two days I'm like, you know, this place is okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. I want to see what else they have, but the crowds were insane. So I couldn't even find anything. I mean, forget, if I was looking for anything, I end up at this place, and then I realize that's the line to the cash register, which goes around all the aisles. It's so long, but it does move fast. I mean, they do have it down to a science. It just sucks. But I'm like, well, maybe while I'm on the lines, I can look through the aisles that way, see if there's anything else I want. There probably was a bunch of stuff that I want, but I was afraid to get it, and I couldn't carry it because I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I didn't bring a basket or anything. So I just went to the cash register. I mean, what a, oh, my God, it's so insane in there. But they really do have the cash register line kind of to a science. It's just a weird science. And then I uh, bought that stuff, and I said, and she goes, you want a bag? I'm like, no, you can just stick it in the shoebox with all my other stuff. Oh, that's right. I bought fudge at uh, TJ Maxx. I don't know. I saw it on the cashier line. That's where you do all your shopping. And then I went home, and I, 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 I tried that stuff. Uh, it was the worst shopping experience I might have ever had, but the food was fantastic. That chicken was unbelievable. I just like heated it up. It was perfect. It was already stripped. You know, it like wasn't big. You didn't have to do anything. It was in pieces. I ate some of that. I ate some of the dip and the crackers, and I was done. 
add some water, a little flavoring. There's that. That's all right. There's there's the third meal. That's so much better than ordering a full meal. Am I right? Because I've done the third meal before, and that's a problem. But after I walked, you know, first I I had to down some water because I was so dehydrated. Obviously, I think I had three glasses of water, and then that that food, and I might have fallen asleep. And yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I fell asleep because I was fell asleep for like two hours, I think, and then I was up till like two in the morning. And that's why Tuesdays are a disaster. I'm so exhausted because you know when I walk back five miles, you're not. Doing, I seem to always do that in the heat of the summer. I never seem to do it when it's nice weather. I always have something going on. But I was glad I did it because then Tuesday I had to take the motorcycle home because we had the show. We had the beautiful Molly Heckerling on. I really do adore her. It's obvious on the show how much I like her. But she is terrific, isn't she? You, you guys like her too. I know. I fawn over her a little bit. And it's not just because of her mom. I just like her. I like her as a person. I think she's really pretty, obviously, and she's cool, and she knows all the, the comedy. I know. I talk about her all the time. I am a little obsessed. I can't deny it. And then finally on Wednesday, I uh, went to my dentist, and turns out the hygienist now has a boyfriend. So that's what are you going to do? And the way they slip it in there. Oh, you know, the way they slip it in. Oh, my boyfriend has a watch like that. Wait a minute. Noah, which is good. And a ma in front of it. Ma Noah. I mean, when you consider the other choices, Manua is actually pretty refreshing. <laughs> That's a nice watch, George. Yeah. You know, my boyfriend has the same one. Huh. Really? Yeah, he loves watches. He's a real watch freak. Well, how about that? Oh, look out. You stepped right in it. Yes, I sure did. So you just pretended it didn't bother you? What is that boyfriend? I don't understand that. What, what does she think I asked her out for? Well, it's the way they just slip it in there, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's all just part of the conversation. Oh, my boyfriend really likes watches. He's a real watch freak. Well, that's fabulous. You've never mentioned a boyfriend before. She goes, oh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I've had one for like eight. I'm like, oh, well, now we should go out because there's no pressure. <laughs> oh, she sure is terrific. So anyway, if you, if you think about it, but Noah is not really that bad a word. I mean, it's, it's Noah, which is good, and a ma in front of it, which is also good. Ma Noah. You're so right. I never thought of it like that. Manure. Ma and the Noor. <laughs> Did you just make that up? Wait, you think I'm doing material here? <laughs> no. It's hard to believe anyone could be so spontaneously funny. And I'm a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to the diner in the morning because I'm like, all right, let me get cooked. Let me eat something because when I get my teeth done, I just want soup and I don't want to eat anything after. So let me go to the diner. But it was so difficult to get out and go to the diner. I'm such an idiot. And I went too late because I ran into my friends Bob and Liz were there. And I love eating with those guys, but they had already finished. So, but I figure I can go over my, you know, I'll read the paper. I'll also answer a couple of texts. And I'll go over my material like a real comic. So I sat at the diner and wrote down some material like in the order and stuff like that. Like I concentrated, like I got stuff done. And then I had to work. And I ended up ordering soup, 
I remember because I also ordered dumplings because I'm, 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 I'm an idiot. I don't know what to do about it. I'm usually not hungry, and then some, for some reason that day I was, I guess because I knew I wasn't eating. I don't even know what to tell you. All I know is Uncle Vinny's is happening, and it's going to be great. I keep telling myself that even though I'm extremely nervous about it. Because uh, when I picture all these people staring at me, I get nervous, which is probably why I shouldn't be doing stand-up comedy. I'm like, why are you all looking at me? What do you want? That's that's not good. People like Rachel or Adele, they, they love it. They're like, oh, they want this attention. It seems like I should love it, right? I mean, I love attention, right? I guess, but no. That's why I'm so strange. I I, I can't figure myself out. Uh, meanwhile, I also watched this movie over the week. One of those ones I, I taped, I saw, I taped it, and I watched it. On the mornings, I woke up for like 15 minutes, then turned it off. And I found that I was liking it so much or, or was interested in it so much, I was watching it after that as well. That's when I know I, I'm, it's working, even though the movie's not great. It's called, I had never seen it before. It's called Crossing Delancey. I think it's from 1988, and it stars Amy Irving and Peter Riegert from Animal House. And it's about a couple of Jews... You made an appointment with a marriage broker? When I was your age, I was married. I had a life. Oh, a dog should live alone, not people. When an uptown girl... She's great. She's funny, honest, direct. Gets fixed up with a downtown guy. He makes pickles. Pickles. Pickles, huh? He sells pickles. Pickles. You are joking. They both end up on the rocky road to romantic comedy. Amy Irving. It's a match! Man, not so fast. Crossing the Lansing, a funny movie about getting serious. And uh, the grandmother who hires a matchmaker to set up her daughter, Amy Irving, and I'd always heard about it and heard about the premise, people talk about it. And the weird part was it's, I guess it was a play and then they made it in a movie and it was one of the worst endings I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like, in the sense, I was watching it, I'm like, that's it? That was strange. Whatever. But Amy Irving is so confusing to me because she was so cute, so beautiful in The Fury and Carrie. And in this movie, which is only a few years, I looked it up. I think she was 32. She looks so old already. I know that's horrible to say. But she was so cute. But she looks, I looked it up, 32. But she looks like she's 52. And it was bothering the hell out of me because I just wanted her to be softer. And I don't know. She has such great eyes. Peter Riegert looked amazing. You know, I've only seen him in that and Animal House and I think one Michael Caine movie. His voice is great because he's always uh, not Otter, the, the other one. I can't think of the name. Boom. And he has such a distinctive voice, but yeah, she really dicks him over in that movie a lot, so it's annoying, but it's so Jewy that it was interesting. The grandmother's disgusting. I don't it's such a strange movie. David Hyde Pierce is in it. You know, he's a very small part. I was like, wow, that guy was around I guess a while, you know, it goes by David Pierce. And the guy that plays the villain in The Fugitive is in it. 
He's kind of the villain here in a way, even if you can call that a villain. And she, you know, it's just, I can't stand movies where everybody makes poor choices. Uh, so that was driving me crazy, but not that much crazy. I was interested in it. The music was pretty good. And I always wonder, you know, these kind of movies that I missed and people were always like, oh, it's so sweet. It's so nice. It's this, it's that. How could you never have seen it? You know, because it's so Jewy and all that kind of stuff. So it's always interesting seeing a movie everybody was talking about. Like, you know, when I first, when I finally sit down to watch The Big Lebowski, which I just don't care about, obviously. I don't know. I'll wonder, you know, if I'm like, oh my God. Like, Love Actually is the best example. I saw that 10 years after the fact. Tip, my friend Tiffany told me about it. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed this. This is fantastic. And then you hear about these other movies that you missed and they just don't hold up, I guess. This is a very strange movie. I don't know if you know about it. It's Crossing Delancey I'm talking about. And then I found out like nobody could get it made and Amy Irving wanted to do it. And then she was like, I can't believe nobody will buy it. And then her husband, Steven Spielberg, stepped in and said, well, I'll get you the money to do it. And then it was done. Now that's how you get a movie made. Am I right? Well, you know what? I'll just ask my husband. Oh, you know my husband, George Clooney. Uh, he'll probably put it together for you. Actually, I didn't even think George Clooney's the answer. Steven Spielberg is the answer. I'll just get my husband. I'm trying to think. I was going to say George Lucas is not good enough. I know George Clooney's big, but he's not. I mean, he is Spielberg big, but it's still Spielberg is the only name that makes I'll just get my husband. His name's Martin Scorsese. I'll, he'll, he could probably get the money for it. Yeah, that could work. I feel like it's got to be a director-producer. I'll get my husband, Robert Redford. He'll, you know, fellas. What's your name? Robert Redford. Nah. No. What, what I know you from the Tonight Show? I don't, you know, maybe. I'm sitting here with a couple of guys named Cheech. I'm sitting here with the cast of The Godfather, which, of course, is amazing because Nanny Hall, you know, she's in The Godfather. Isn't that incredible? Are you on television? Yeah, once in a while, you know, in case... What's your name? <clears throat> you wouldn't know it. It doesn't matter. What's the difference? You're on, uh, the, uh, the Johnny Carson, right? Once in a while, you know, you know, every What's now... What's your name? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Robert Redford. Come on! <laughs> Alfie Singer. It was nice, nice. Thanks very much for everything. Hey! What? Oh. This is Alfie Singer! Hey, fellas, you know, Jesus... <laughs> This guy's on television. Hey, I'll be single, hey, right? Am I right? Hey, give me a break. Jesus. This guy's on television. I need the large polo mallet. Who's on television? This guy on a Johnny Carson show. Fellas, what is this? A meeting of the Teamsters? What you program? Know? Can I have your autograph? You don't want my no, autograph. No, I do. It's for my girlfriend. Make it out to Ralph. Your girlfriend's name is Ralph? It's for my brother. I'll be singer! Really, I'll be singing the TV show! I'll be singing over here! It's all right, fellas. Jesus, what'd you do? Come by way of the Panama Canal? I'm in a bad mood, okay? Bad mood? I'm standing with the cast of The Godfather. You're gonna have to learn to deal with it. Deal? I'm dealing with two guys named Cheech. I wonder if they had a laugh about that. God damn it, where's that rest of that Woody Allen footage that we need? Is that a kayak in the middle of the East River? What the fuck? If they get run over by a ship, I'm just gonna laugh. I think it was a kayak. That's weird. I just thought, what a strange city we live in that I can record a podcast for you and then say, I just saw a kayak go down the river. What do I, what, what am I, who am I, Huck Finn? Huh? 
<laughs> what? I mean, remember at the beginning, I used to use the N-word all the time. Maybe I am Huck Finn, huh? Well, I've learned now. I burned all those podcasts. <laughs> What's the matter with me? Now I want to open my window. Hey, Huck Finn, let me know when you get to the bottom, you fucking... <laughs> that was weird. I've seen people kayak on the Hudson River. But never the East River because it's too small and boats go by there all the time. And when I say boats, I mean like barges. I feel like one of those people riding that boat is going to be that guy from Caddyshack where Ronnie Dangerfield runs in and his eyes like pop out. Uh Speaking of uh, movies, just one other final thing is that last week, I just didn't have time to talk about it, Paxton Whitehead died. Oh, I think you do know who he is. All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. There are two kinds of people in business today, the quick and the dead. So rather than waste your time this semester with a lot of useless theories, we're going to jump right in with both feet and create a fictional company from the ground up. We'll construct our physical plant. We'll set up an efficient administrative and executive structure. Then we'll manufacture our product and market it. I think you'll find it very interesting and a lot of fun. So let's start by looking at construction costs of our new factory. Uh, What's the product? That is immaterial for the purposes of our discussion here. But if it makes you happy, let's say we're making tape recorders. Tape recorders? Are you kidding? The Japs will kill us on a labor course. Okay, fine. Then let's just say they're widgets. What's a widget? It's a fictional product. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Tell that to the bank. Take it easy. Take it easy. It's the first day, you know. On the board, you will see a cost analysis for construction of a 30,000 square foot facility, which will encompass both factory and office space and is fully serviced by all utilities, a railroad spur line and a four-bay shipping dock. Hold on, hold on. Why build? You're better off leasing at a buck and a quarter, a buck and a half a square foot. Take your down payment and put it into CDs. Or something else you can roll over every couple of months. Thank you, Mr. Mellon. But we'll be concentrating on finance a little later in the term. For the time being, let's just concentrate on the construction figures, shall we? You will see the final bottom line requires the factoring in of not just the material and construction costs, but also the architect's fees and the costs of land servicing. Oh, you left out a bunch of stuff. Oh, really? Like what, for instance? Well, first of all, you're going to have to grease the local politicians for the sudden zoning problems that always come up. Then there's the kickbacks to the carpenters. And if you plan on using any cement in this building, I'm sure the teams would like to have a little chat with you, and that'll cost you. Oh, and don't forget a little something for the building inspectors. Then there's a long-term cost, such as waste disposal. I don't know if you're familiar with who runs that business, but I assure you it's not the Boy Scouts. That'll be quite enough, Mr. Mellon. Maybe bribes and kickbacks and mafia payoffs are how you do business. But they are not part of the legitimate business world. And they're certainly not part of anything I'm teaching in this class. Do I make myself clear? Sorry, just trying to help, that's all. Now, notwithstanding Mr. Mellon's input, the next question for us is where to build our factory. How about fantasy land? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that guy, 
Was he good in anything else? I don't know. I only know him from that and Kate and Leopold. I don't want you looking good. I want you looking resplendent. I think I got that word right. Uh, that, I, it's so funny, right? If I, sometimes I think about if things ever worked out and for some reason you know, somebody saw me in that Mark Norman thing and like, this is the guy. And I could redo something. I'd probably want to do, I'd, I'd want to redo back to school, right? With me in the Rodney Dangerfield part. But the funny thing is, I also want to play that Paxton Whitehead part too because it's awesome. But they are not part of the legitimate business practice. Well, for your sakes, let's say we're making widgets. Oh, what's a widget? We'll make tape recorders. Are you kidding? The Japs will kill us in the market. (laughs) Now, I know I'd have to redo it, and I couldn't use that. Probably couldn't do the first scene where he ends up in the sorority. Or would that be funny? If we do the first scene in Back to School where he goes to school looking for his son, and he ends up in the sorority and opens the shower curtain of the girl, and then they call the cops, but then the cop's like, it's perfectly okay, perfectly understandable, Mr. Miller, and then he gives the cop some money. Would it be funny that the whole movie is ruined if I went there and then I just got arrested for being in the sorority like we did it the opposite way where it just wasn't funny at all, and that's the end of the movie, and then the movie turns out to be like a prison movie. <laughs> and people are like, what the fuck? This isn't like the back to school I remember. I mean, that's kind of funny, too. It just it stops right at the beginning. I, I wonder if I could even run a tall and fat store, you know, with all this wokeness. Do you go to the menu and say, okay? <laughs> I can't remember some of the other lines, but I mean, can you, can you do that? Can you even do a tall and fat joke? And then there's so much other stuff, right? I mean... Can you even have a, 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 a party on campus with Oingo Boingo? You could probably have Oingo Boingo. Or could you? It's hard to get Danny Elfman available these days. And would Robert Downey Jr. recreate his role as the best friend? I don't think we need that other kid. And I wonder what that girl looks like now. You know, this isn't a bad idea. But uh, it's perfect for me. I'm the right age for it. I'll tell you what, I'll do it with you. And the question would be, I guess, I guess I wouldn't do the Dangerfield voice, but I'd have to, I'd like to make the equivalent of it. I don't know. I think it would be like uh, Bruce Willis when he did Hudson Hawk, you know, like he finally made it, I guess, right after Die Hard. He was like, now I'm going to do my, or maybe it was after, it might have been before Die Hard. It might have been just as he was doing Moonlighting. He's like, well, here's the movie I've always wanted to do. People have been talking about this for years. Hudson Hawk, horrible. But, you know, that's what you do when you've made it and everybody just says yes to everything you're doing. I think back to school is the one I would probably do. It's perfect for me, right? Oh, it's perfect. Oh, Jason, you lie to girls, not to me. Oh, me? I'm a lover, not a fighter. And this is Lou. He's a fighter. I don't know. It sounds like, oh, damn it, it's such a good plan. And a, and a horrible plan at the, at the exact same time. It's perfect for Netflix. I mean, is anybody making movies anymore besides Tom Cruise? Is that over? Anyway, oh my goodness. Uh, I'm just uh, 
I don't know what the hell I'm doing now, but I know it's uh, dark. <laughs> uh, it's about 8.30 uh, that, that I'm recording this, but uh, basically this comes out on Tuesday, July 18th. We have a virtual show this week again. I don't know who my guest will be, if any. And then I think we're in studio the week after that. On Billy Joel A to Z, we just had that horrible Greatest Hits Rap of Week 3. It's Weekend Song, everybody's favorite. Boy, we got a lot of shit coming up on Billy Joel A to Z. A lot of shit, because after that is the Street Life Serenade album wrap-up. That album stinks. I mean, it's just this, uh, you know, again, that's what happens. You go alphabetically, this is what you get. What are you going to do? You're going to do an order. You can't do anything about it. Billy Joel A to Z has sucked for a couple of weeks now. There's nothing we can do after we didn't start the fire. A lot of downhill stuff. But we'll get it back together again. You'll see. Everything's going to be fine. I got a treat coming for you, I think, with the nylon curtain wrap-up. So sit tight, Billy Joel A to Z fans. Otherwise, obviously, you can't come to Uncle Vinny's because it's over. If you did join Patreon, this usually comes out around 8 o'clock at night on Patreon on Saturdays. You would have an hour. Like, I feel like Joe Beningo going, it's only 3.40. You still have um, uh, 20 minutes to go down to Umberto's Clam House and have their sweet and mild sauces. But uh, other than that, yeah, I guess that's it. Next week, I will report on Uncle Vinny's and, and the goings-on over there and lots more about Just Gow in the City coming up in the future episodes of this all-encompassing three-month summer edition of Just Gow in the City. Uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Hope you're having a great one. Good night.